Welcome back, neighbors, to the Future Neighbor Podcast. Welcome back. Welcome. This is Daniel. Oh, uh, this is Katie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, why are we acting like amateurs? Come on, let's redo this. <laughs> okay. This is Daniel. This is Katie. Welcome back to the Future Neighbor Podcast. Neighbors, it's already December, and uh, the year is coming to an end. And actually, before we start, this episode is brought to you by Gochujar. What do I want to say about Gochujar right now? Should we talk about the the products that we have lined up? Yeah. What are the some newest items that you've added to Gochujar? Oh, actually, be, besides the products, since Christmas is coming up, if you're ordering gifts, try to order now because. You know, shipping to the U.S. or Europe or abroad right now, you're going to start seeing delays because of the holiday rush. So, uh, yeah, get the gifts now. Mm-hmm. And we have so many things we can we're going to talk about. So, just go on the website. You'll see like just a, a continuous stream of new products coming up. <laughs> I'll let the I'll let the products do the talking. <laughs> oh, that was short and sweet. That's right, short and sweet. Katie, what went well for you this year? Oh, this is a wrap up for the year. Yeah, like what went well for us? Um, what did you like uh, personally, career wise? Anything? And just uh, you know, we're Asian. We don't give ourselves compliments or reflect on achievements oh. ever. Well, so it's a good time to give us a little mini pat on the back. Yeah. Let's see. Well, the mo- most obvious thing that comes to my mind is we got married this year. Yes. Amidst all these troubles <laughs> in the pandemic. Yes. <laughs> yes. Let's give, a, let's give a high five right now. <laughs> high five, Katie. And look at Omicron is already on the rise. Oh, my God. There's, a, it, it's, There's it's, never it's, a good time, never I realized. A good time. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, right after we got wedded. By the way, do you know why it's called Omicron? It's supposed to follow the Greek alphabet. Mm. And yeah, next was new. And then after new was supposed to be she. But then new sounds like, oh, look, a new variant. So it gets too confusion. Mm-hmm. Too Confucius. Sorry. Too confusing. <laughs> Whether it sounds like you're talking about new variant or the variant new. Mm. And then she is, of course, Xi Jinping. <laughs> We're going to upset Xi Jinping. And so who... Which is like funded a lot by Chinese government. It jumped, and now we're talking as Omicron. Like yeah, a that was really interesting. Right? Yeah, a lot of politics. Yeah, it is. I was really surprised to hear that. Sorry, I cut you off. Go ahead. Yeah, there was never a good time, right? Mm-hmm. If you reflect back this year, next, last year, and even next year. So yeah, I'm really relieved, and I. But then somehow it feels like it's been ages since we got married, but it's only been like. <laughs> six months why does it feel like it's been so much longer because we've been living together a lot many years before we got married so it's marriage is just an extension of what we've been doing so far Mm, maybe yeah but it feels different like getting married and not getting married i think completely different yeah highly recommend it yeah don't listen to too many woke people saying that uh our society is uh evolve beyond marriage those are traditional things don't be silly go get married (laughs) okay um (laughs) (laughs) i said some disagreement there but are we already gonna go on a tangent (laughs) oh i forgot what i was going to say because you diverted me um oh yeah interesting thing you asked me earlier was like um 
seems like we don't fight as much as before. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And then I told you that it's because I can't run away to a different room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When we were living in our studios um, back a few years ago, if you and I would get in a fight, you would. You live two floors above me, so like an episode of Friends or something. You, you would slap the door, and I would hear the elevator ding, and you would go up and you'd be in your room. And then I can have some alone time finally, but here I can't. Yeah, and then you remember when you would get like super upset? Upset? Then you would like actually, because I know your pin code, you would turn all that off, take out the batteries, so I can't come in. And I'd be like, okay, all right, now she's at the That's next it. level. And then I'd be like, Bing Bong, and the intercom. I remember I did that once, like fifteen times, and I was like, "Man, this girl, she's such a doctor." And she's like, "Man, this girl's like really determined not to answer." Yes, yeah. I can be spicy. Yes, feel sorry for your neighbor who was like, "Who is this maniac outside of your door pressing <laughs> ding dong, <laughs> ding dong?" <laughs> yes, trials and tribulations of uh, of an early relationship trying to <laughs> trying to work its way through its problems and all natural. We're organic. <laughs> organic. Yeah, we're not reality TV made. We're organic. <laughs> I think for if if I think about it, I'm really happy that we're healthy. Like this year, I think I I dropped a lot of weight in preparation for a wedding, and then after that, I kept that weight off, and it has to do in part with our climbing. So we fell in love with the sport. Yeah. That, that didn't take much mind space to do. For example, I used to do long distance running, but on some days it's like just looking at your shoes and you're like, ah, <laughs> like I don't want to do it. Yeah, and it takes a long time yeah. to go out to the river and then come back, and you're exhausted. Exhausted, for, yeah, for the whole day. Yeah, but somehow like um, the climbing, I think what's beneficial is that it more than the sport. I think it fits into our schedule where we stop eating. Yeah. So we go around seven, which means we have to eat our dinner around six. Mm -hmm. By the time we come back to our home, it's already ten, yeah. and so it's way past like snacking time. So we'll go to bed around twelve or one, which means we stopped eating. We'll wake up around nine. So what is that like? <laughs> That's quite. So it's yeah. So so it's a substitution. Yeah. So we filled all that time, including commute, and we have no thinking to eat. Whereas yeah. if we were just sitting at home. We would just be like, oh, I'm kind of hungry. I'll have this like little cake or a piece of bread, and you would just be consuming calories. And I think that's what it is because climbing itself, we do a route. We 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 come off and we're waiting, and it's not that, it's it's not it's cardio. Not, it's yeah. it's yeah, it's not that intensive. It's not that intensive, and sometimes we don't even sweat. Yeah. So I think that's the key thing. So if you're trying to lose weight next year, of course everybody's body is different. Everyone's situation is different. So actually, one part that I recognize is that we are actually lucky that we have some degree of freedom in our time, right? Yeah. We're not working like two days, two day, or we're not working two jobs. And I think that if you're in, if you're in that much of a financial uh, hardship, it's it's tough. It's actually very tough to think about your body too, because your financial health is. If you don't have money, you're on, out on the streets. But yeah. if you're at um, some place, kind of where we are. Instead of trying to find some sort of exercise that necessarily burns off all the calories you're eating, that because that never worked for me, just try to do like intermittent fasting where the latest meal you have is like at six. Go find like maybe some hot yoga, but uh, sign up from like seven to nine or eight to ten, mm. and you're doing something and you just don't feel eating. Yeah, 
But it a- worked. But yeah. after you come home, yeah. like how can you resist not eating? For uh, don't example, d- when you're really hungry. Uh, so don't do like too intense. PM. Don't do too intense of a of a <laughs> of a workout. <laughs> no, because when I was training for the marathon, yeah, I would just practice run like half a marathon, and I'll come back. I would sit down. I'd go through like a huge pot of pasta, and I actually gained weight mm. when I finished my marathon and I put myself on a scale. I gained weight because I was gorging after yeah. doing these long th- exercises. Yeah, right. So whatever it might sound counterintuitive, but instead of don't push too hard, yeah, don't push too hard because <laughs> you'll get too hungry. <laughs> it's very hard to control yourself when you're yeah. that hungry. Yeah. And you have the mentality like, man, I just went through a hard workout. I deserve this. Yes, I'm going to reward myself something. So you do like three servings of penne pasta. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but the climbing has really worked well for us. Mm. And in maintaining our our physique and also just having some balance in our life, some time away from the computers too. That's a big one. And it's going to be a problem for everyone. How do you maintain your physical body because yeah. we're entering the metaverse we're going to talk about the metaverse actually the we're metaverse. already in metaverse i'm on the zoom call all the time yeah. i'm on slack i'm on instagram youtube tiktok Kakao. you actually met your your colleagues once this year in person oh right? yeah yeah like last week during yeah. the Heshik, right yeah. that was your first time where everyone like assembled and first time probably in a long time too <laughs> yeah so where we are, well, I'm, I'm basically in the virtual world. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, and, and and that's us for millennials. I mean, the next generation, the next generation. Mm. Like, there might be some um, creatures that don't even see the sunlight. <laughs> some creatures. <laughs> we're going to call them creatures. <laughs> <laughs> okay, first of all, we're humans and they're creatures. They don't even go outside their house. They're insane. Okay, we don't even associate. <laughs> they're we're, different we're species. Better. Yeah. Like our apps shows us that we've been outside for at least 15 minutes. That's really good. <laughs> like it's going to go somewhere like that. But anyway, uh, before we jump into, we're going to talk about meta and stuff like that. Um, uh, let's wrap up on this topic. Yeah. So, what about for you? What has worked for you? Well, this year. I just told you climbing, Katie. <laughs> talked about it for, can, you, you can you stay tuned? <laughs> what other things do you have? Okay, guys, this is hilarious. <laughs> um, actually, last night, I think one of the reasons why I married Katie was because she makes me laugh, like genuinely laugh. And it's not because she's trying to be funny. Like I try to be funny or make like kind of witty remarks, which she likes and she laughs. But Katie says stuff to me that's so left field that like <laughs> it's what it makes comedians laugh. Like what did you... um? I don't remember the context. It was right before we were about to go to bed. It will come back to me. Yes, but I did. I remember I called you something. I called you people watcher or oh, people no. lover. Or no, 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 no. You said something to me and then you're like, you people pleaser oh, or something. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> no, no, but that wasn't it. It was something else. Anyway, okay, we'll move on. Yeah. Oh, now I remember. Really? Yeah. It was because you asked me something and I, I said it. Mm-hmm. And then you took what I said and rephrased the same thing. <laughs> And you called me an idiot or something. <laughs> oh, something about inclusive. Yeah. The word. So included. the reason I'm saying this is because oftentimes, Katie, you mistake the words that I'm saying as if you're saying it. <laughs> but in fact, Katie, please 
I am my own voice and you're your own voice. And because I'm saying it and you're in agreement doesn't mean it's your thoughts. Okay? So, so, right. so before... No, sometimes I get confused. I don't do it deliberately. Oh, oh my God. It's a, it's a deja vu because yesterday we were talking about metaverses and we were talking about like, um, what if... Oh yeah, we were talking about like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I was like, hey, you know, if we if our worlds really turn into a metaverse, do we have to hang out in the metaverse like married people? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a fun topic. <laughs> yeah, should we kind of entertain it? So yeah. I was like, hey, Katie, like, I'm pretty sure the metaverse is going to come to us. And um, do our, like, avatars need to, like, be holding hands and being together in the metaverse? <laughs> and I said, of course not. <laughs> yeah, you're like, of course not, right? Um yeah, but then I was like, okay, so you wouldn't mind if, um, like, uh, I go over to this like virtual uh, bar, and then some another virtual girl that I don't know buys me a drink, and then you're like, oh, so that's what you want to do, you people pleaser, <laughs> or something no, like that. No, no, <laughs> no. I said, um, it's. I guess it's fine as long as I don't catch it, or we don't tell each other about it. But then you said, yes, but what if you knew I told you and you learned about it? What would you, what would you yeah, feel? But, but, but that, that's such a weird thing because in essence, for you, it's fine as long as we don't know about it. Yeah. So it's okay. I guess, yeah, if, as long as I don't know about it, I yeah. never find out. Yeah. Then I'm never in the situation to even think about it, right? Uh, so ignorance is bliss for you. But but we're already we're already like jumping the equation. What I'm asking you is, does me hanging out with some avatars yeah. in the metaverse? Would you feel some sort of way about that? Oh. Obviously, I you do know. because you already jumped to the conclusion that if I don't know about it, yeah, then it's okay. Because then, then I think I really need to think about it. <laughs> it's it's actually quite um. All right, it's guys. difficult. Seems like I'm going to have no fun in the metaverse. You're going to see a, uh, an avatar called Katie, and then right next to it is a little character trailing behind called Daniel, just like <laughs> picking up the digital fruit she like drops off. Well, if you really want to have fun, you can just create another anonymous character and <laughs> go about <laughs> have as much fun as you want uh -uh. and just never have it discovered by me. Yeah, I'm too lazy for that. <laughs> All right. Um... But it's. I think it's really fun. Yeah. It's yeah. Exciting. I look for. I. I. I don't know. I'm actually very curious what we end up with, mm. <laughs> whether we do decide to stay married or not. On the, the metaverse. metaverse. <laughs> yeah. I think there's gonna be some some Oprah or whoever the 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 TV anchor is like bringing those episodes. Like yeah, um, we've been living like a, a, an amazing physical marriage, but on the metaverse, he's something else. He has a clan of women, and he just does these awful things. And 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 the guy's gonna be like, yeah, but it's imaginary. Can't I can't I just release in the imaginary? I mean, it's not like it's physical. But the woman's gonna be like, yeah, but the things you do on there, it's just it's just unimaginable. Can't you totally see that? Yeah. But you know there is there was actually a Netflix show about it, the Black Mirror. Oh yeah. And remember we saw that was exactly a very similar scenario where the guy actually cheated, cheated quote on his uh, wife in the metaverse. He actually 
somehow met eyes with another guy. So somehow his uh, sexual preference changed in the metaverse. So if let's say your avatars like have, okay, let's say like there's a space where avatars can like just uh, pixely like get intimate, right? Like the avatar takes off its pixelated blouse and you, you know, and the, the guy takes off his pixelated trousers and something happens, right? Yeah. Um, is that cheating? I mean... <laughs> <laughs> what a crazy question, yeah, right? Yeah, it's too crazy. I don't what know. What a crazy question. I don't question. know how to handle that. I mean, is that different from imagination, I guess? Yeah. Yeah? No, no, no. I'm saying like... Is that different question. from imagination? Because you're not touching each other. Yeah, but for some women, it might be but the emotion of you taking off your pixelated trousers yeah, I is think conveying it's the same emotions and getting... Yeah, maybe you so. don't have a physical orgasm or a physical like uh, thing, but, but emotionally... If, emotionally, yeah. if you got involved, then you've already like... Yeah. indulged in that kind of emotion and happiness like serotonin is serotonin right if you see if guys see porn we get stimulated right and and and, it, and it's doing something for our brain right but if we have avatars and we know that avatar is connected to some other digital you might still feel that sort of connection right yeah. so it is kind of in in in, in to, to some people i could clearly see why that would be considered cheating because you're giving your emotions that's messing up with the world yeah yeah and then because you because you see how easy it is to get this sort of sense of connection and you have so much friction with your wife over real things like finances yeah so no need you just to wanna, get married why marry you can just find all the women in the metaverse okay all right katie took it to the extreme already. <laughs> katie less extremeness okay it just makes discussions boring all right um here we go uh, before we continue any further, I wrote a note to say thank you for um, listening to our podcast. Yes. Uh, on our Instagram, we had some people who screenshotted what Spotify or whatever their podcast player. Um, we were like their top podcast of the year. Or top five. Top five, and, yeah. Uh, yeah, like giving us feedback is wonderful because right now me and Katie are looking at each other. We rearranged our living room and... I've said this before, but we talk into the abyss and I don't know who's listening to this. And like, it's, there's no like personal feedback. We do have some people um, that writes writes us emails emails. or messages us, but those are snippets and thank you. (laughs) I mean, those people who write us like responses, we are also very appreciative. We read every one of those too. And we really like it, but we just, oftentimes we, we, we forget while we get caught up in things to write a, a, a message back. So, so many fun topics to talk about. The first one was we've, we watched a new Netflix series. Uh, it's a Korean one called Hell. Hellbound. Hellbound in English. In Korean, it's called Chiok. Hell. When we first saw it, we actually we were very get, hasty with our review. No, I, I, when I saw those like um, three demons... I was like, wow, this is the worst CGI. Like, oh, I'm so disappointed. Oh, man, this is too juvenile. Like, let's turn this off. Yeah, we, we were just thinking maybe it's just another one of those, like, fighting with the demons or fighting with some creatures. Yeah, but uh, 
It wasn't that at all. Yeah, but it got so interesting as like episodes unfolded, and we were like so gravitated. Yeah, it was very interested, and I it, it, we we watched the whole series through together. Yeah, we rarely watch anything together on Netflix. Oh yeah, because our preference is so different. Yeah, if I open up your <laughs> Netflix history and mine, it's like night and day. <laughs> yeah, like completely different, right? Yeah, uh, but this one we watched, and surprisingly. Uh, Okay, what were you like? What were your thoughts without giving away too many spoilers? Like, mm. what did you think? I thought it was really interesting, and it made me think think about so many things. And a lot of the things they touched on in the movie or the series, I could really like see the resemblance in our society. Like what parts? Like the cult. Oh, like uh, like religious cults. Yeah, in Korea, definitely. Yeah, and how like when like when some one idea dominates in the society, like it's so hard to say the others otherwise, and then you are basically silenced or you are disadvantaged. You know, like uh, basically the the how powerful collective thinking is, right? Mm. In Korea, yeah, like there's propensity for individual thinking is it's not that common, and if it is, it gets killed by the Korean netizens who. Just uh, start doing group think, and actually, it's not even a Korea thing. Like uh, it's so. now, like uh, even in the states or in what many Western countries, like people have forgotten what nuance means. So, <laughs> but uh, yeah, and everything, it's yeah, it, everyone is polarizing to radical, either to the left or a to or the right. B. It's either A or B. If you're somewhere in between an A or B, both sides will come after you. You know, but the Korean dramas are getting like super, super violent, huh? That's what the part I don't like. But Korean, a little bit too gory. Yeah, if we look at too graphic. No, I, I, I always wonder why. Uh, uh, could they not have delivered the same storyline, same message, but um, keep it less graphic? Because sex violence sells. Actually, that part I just said because. We, I remember we talking about that, but that part doesn't bother me. Like for me, yeah, it I've doesn't bother you, but it bothers me a lot. Especially the killing scenes uh, seem to be a little bit too much, too realistic. I'm, I'm just happy that I see the quality of Korean cinemas and dramas now raising to the quality where it can, uh, uh, where it can capture the global attention. Mm. Like that, that's why it excites me. Um, whether it's about you know whether it's uh, uh, some some sort of a contest game where people kill people or not, like just the storyline is so so good. Yeah, and and the way that they develop the characters, yeah. the acting in this uh, hell, oh, it was great. Very good. I right? love the acting. Yeah, like, it was great. It was so focused, so real. Mm. Who was the 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 lawyer? What the what was her name? She's a uh, uh, yeah. Kim Hyunju. Kim Hyunju. Min Hyejin, Pyeonosa. Yeah, the, the but her name is real name is Kim Hyunju. Yeah. She she's been in the acting industry for a really long time. So mm. I thought she was great, and then also uh, Yoo Ah In uh, yeah. in the beginning. Um, yeah, I think he, he just became one with the character. But I didn't like it that the lawyer all of a sudden, like in the like later episode, she's all of a sudden become like a. Uh, Jason Bourne and is like taking down all these guys like that one pissed me off like why like that's just so unreasonable like that she doesn't should, bother me it does me like <laughs> I mean why didn't she use those anyway yeah. why can't she be 
I mean, I don't want to do a spoiler, but uh, she has her reasons to be suddenly very, very active and like athletic. Because even if you train for 10 years, there's no way that a woman is going to take down six 200 pound guys. Like, literally. you don't know if you're filled with revenge and anger, anything can be possible. Okay, I, I think <laughs> I think I I think I know where you stand on that. So there's no reason I've uh, guys. That's a marriage lesson right there. Like you know, when your wife or significant other is on that level, and she's you know, that, she, she that's truth. I can't fix that truth for her. So that's it right there. <laughs> we just have different points of view. Mm. But how about this? How about the general subject about hell? Um, mm -hmm. I'm interested in your personal view. Because this is this movie was a commentary on how religious groups use the the concept of religion to control society. Yeah. Right. But make um, their own like laws about it. Right. They they make they're their own interpretation. They're above the law, basically. And they become the arbitrators ar arbitrators of truth and the and the judge of society. Yeah. And and do you believe in hell, Katie? Not really. <laughs> Can you explain why? No, because I'm I'm not a very I'm not a religious person at all. That's mm. why the idea of hell sounds very distant to me. Mm. I don't really believe in the hell, heaven or hell that concept. So, so you, you when you die, there's no no one's gonna judge you for your your judgments in life, and you're not gonna f you're not gonna face some sort of judge judging of how you lived your life i don't think so i think that's very fictional i see what about you um yeah i mean i grew up catholic uh but then i lost my religion or like i lost interest in religion during university and yeah, I think I'm in a very similar plane. Like, I remember when I was growing up, uh, one question that I still don't find a good answer for is that, like, if there's a concept of God and he is all-loving, to send something that you created to a place called hell is so paradoxical to me. Like, okay, if... Because you sinned, according to the religious people. Yeah, but... If you're omniscient and you're the one who created a flawed being and you know its propensity to sin and then it sins, so then you sell it and then you you send it forever to a place called hell, it's just so there's so much paradoxes to that. Right? It's like <laughs> it's like if I had a kid who I knew inclined to violence and then you know, they did some I send him to stuff. yeah, and then I sent him to school, and he got into fights with kids, and to punish him, you know, I sent him Forever. away to a jail for a hundred years. I, I mean, it does that seem like um, that seems like a very uh, a juvenile god? That seems like an emotional god. That seems like a um, that seems like a god that that doesn't seem like love to me. <laughs> that doesn't seem logical, and doesn't doesn't seem like it's omniscient to me. So that. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I think we just, yeah, I think we're done once we're, once we're done here. Oh. I wish there was something else after, after death, but, uh, but I, I honestly don't think there's anything. Yeah. 
Well, do you believe in spirits and supernatural? And yeah, I mean, I like the word energy, but <laughs> what does that even mean? <laughs> well, I, I like, mean, ma- I like, like many words too. Katie. In words, it looks great. Like, yeah, I can live forever, sp- stay around as energy, but um, I don't really, I can't really get my head around what that means. Mm. You know. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, it, it, what's funny to me is that, like, actually, my my best friend became um, a Catholic priest, mm. and I saw his journey and in, in his faith. And there's a place in society for religion, and religion does help many people. It's a net positive, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, but I guess it's not for everybody. It's not for me. But you never know, like maybe later on in your life, seek God again and then become very religious. So, yeah, changes. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I, I acknowledge that. Yeah, like, and I'm open to it actually. Yeah. I'm open to, yeah, I'm open to it. Like, my family is traditionally Buddhist, but. I've been to, I actually went to church a few times um, along with my friends. And also I did go to a Catholic school. So, and then, so I, I was like for six years going to masses, going to the mass and, you know, participating in those Catholic services. So, and I, I saw a lot of good sides to it. So, yeah, I mean, I don't know how things will unfold for us in the future, but like, yeah, if we kind of take the path of um, Catholic life later on, like, mm. oh, I ha- have no problems with that. Yeah, I mean, if I see like, like for my for for my dad as well, he was Buddhist, and then he went to the states, and then he was like, whoa, like all the Koreans, they're like in some sort of church. And so my dad tried to join a church, but he saw like all the politics that were involved in the church. And he was like, screw that. <laughs> and then we went to a Catholic church and it was like, oh, it's more organized and less politics. So that's why I, I became Catholic. because <laughs> My dad wanted to find some community. And I, I think some place where he could speak some Korean in a, yeah. in a, so for me, I think like institutional religion, it offers community to yeah. minorities and to the oppressed and to people who society like turns an eye or turns away from. Yeah. A sense of community where everyone is supposed to be open to um, to come and and, and, and try to rebuild each other. Yeah, and try to rebuild. So uh, yeah, so it 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 should be there. But but uh, I think definitely in Korea, it's turning less and less religious. People are turning oh, it's a less business. and less yeah, religious. It's a business and here. I don't really know. Actually, I, we do have one mutual friend who goes to church now. yeah but other than uh yeah most of my friends are but you know i i i I look at my dad and i think it's kind of interesting because um when we would go to church i think that's where he would go to get go get some sleep (laughs) (laughs) don't say that oh yeah no no like half the dads and masters are asleep i'll be (laughs) like dad i'm like dad wake up he's like i'm meditating right now (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> every time that's the best excuse oh oh oh! my dad just like no trust me i i used to uh meditate a lot when i was young and this is a form of meditation <laughs> um 
after a few years of trying to stay awake through mass, he he stopped going uh, unless I was back home, and he would want us to just do something family. So we would go to church on Sundays until that stopped. And then after I left, I think my dad found a lot of solace in the Bible, though. He doesn't really care for like what someone is trying to teach him about what's right or wrong, but he just finds the Bible. And he told me whether it's religious or not. He said he finds a lot of um, uh, solace, or uh, solace not the. Right. He just finds a lot of comfort in the words, like whether this is true or not. He doesn't know. He always tells me, mm. "Daniel, I don't know if this is true or not." Yeah, but like, but he it brings him peace. Yeah, because my dad, um, he wants to live a virtuous life. Yeah. Not for a god, because there's a heaven or a hell, yeah. but just it brings him joy for to himself. make virtuous decisions yeah. and to be a moral person. Mm-hmm. And then the the words that he sees in a Bible kind of helps give some guidance. Yeah. And I feel like whether it's Islam or some sort of religious text, it generally is a virtuous like guidelines, right? Like yeah. like how to live a virtuous life. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of people like like get clarity out of that. Um, so my what my dad told me lately is like he wakes up with my mom and he'll read a few passages with the Bible. Mm-hmm. My mom, the beginning was like, "Why you, what? <laughs> why are we read that? Why do you have the YouTube on and r- like blaring like these random Korean YouTube videos with Bible verses?" <laughs> my mom's like, "My mom just go to church to interact." I, I remember she told me, "Well, I need some guests for your sister's wedding. <laughs> Where are they gonna come from?" <laughs> that's so that's so real state that's such a real statement right there um but then she got she loved the community there too and she started to like do some volunteer service for different causes like helping out like praying or like helping out and visiting like prisons yeah and i think my mom gets more empathy for people who had had a much rougher start in life and didn't have much of a chance to and then and then after like six months of youtube videos being played in the morning i think she found a comfort in a few words and lately whenever my mom gets in a fight with my sister or with my dad or me like i think she kind of likes just reading some of those it calms her down basically Mm. yeah that's good right yeah yeah yeah. i just wanted to share that because i think that's what i mean by i think religion plays a different role in people's lives in in a different way which doesn't have to be quote-unquote religious it's just it may bring comfort yeah your mom might like be going to those buddhist temples because the walk of going to a buddhist temple gives her some time out of her head yeah i mean one of the reasons why she likes buddhism more than other religion is she can be alone yeah yeah and um she can like she doesn't have to interact (laughs) with anybody (laughs) 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 she actually said that she likes Oh, that solitude <laughs> in the temple. I think we'll keep it there. I can talk a lot about religion, but yeah, everyone has their own views on that. Actually, this week another fun conversation we had with you is um, uh, I actually asked you a question like, what do you think about like being fashionable or? What was the content? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Like you said something that you don't really value the statement of being fashionable. No, I said being fashionable is easy. And you started laughing because you're like, look at the way you dress. (laughs) 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 
right? Yes. So being fashionable is easy. So okay, can so you that, so break it down? What do you meant okay. by that? Okay. Because I don't yeah, think being fashionable is easy. I think it's a skill. Yeah, uh, this was the debate. I yeah. think it's a skill set uh-huh. that you kind of have to develop, or some people are just born with it, th- which is why they like get a lot of points for that. Yeah. But then you s- kind of completely came from right field. Colla- oh, oh yeah, <laughs> and they were like, "It's easy because all you need is money." Yeah, that's what I said. Yeah, I mean, being fashionable is just a. Uh, yeah, all you need is a, a budget, and you need to be skinny, and then you're fashionable. <laughs> am I wrong, neighbors? Am I wrong? Yes. Uh, no. Here, here's why I say because it. then I'm gonna come up with a view that I I'm gonna choose two people. One is yeah. you, and the other one is the fashionable person. I'm yeah. gonna give you the same budget of money, yeah. and let's see what you guys come up with. <laughs> Then clearly the fashionable person is gonna they got whatever the budget they have they their skill is that no, they can make that, the best use of the budget no, in that in that example there's not gonna be a clear winner <laughs> no no i'm serious what there, do you mean that, no because you said okay you're, you're gonna give this same budget and someone who's fashionable and not fashionable yeah and you present to an audience of 10,000, it's not going to be a 95-5 clear winner. It's going to be like a 60-40-70-30 because I'm going to go towards, I'm going to go, let's say you gave me 100,000, right? Yeah. I'm going to go to Gucci, go buy the most limited edition. Actually, maybe Gucci is overplayed. I don't know. Um, give me a, what's a really fancy brand that, uh, maybe I'll go to Hermes. I'll go to Hermes and then I'll get some, uh, a nice jacket that's limited edition. I'll go ask a collector and I'll go put that piece on. Yeah. I'm going to go climbing for five months until I turn super skinny, even skinnier than I am now. I'm going to put on a nice pair of like jeans, put yeah. some sort of nice fabric cloth made by some uh, artisans from Italy. Yeah. And then I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to show up. I'm going to be like, Buzz la <laughs> what's up? first of all where did this conversation come from i remember it because you're like oh she's so fashionable or wow this this is great fashion. and and i was like i don't know why so many people put um give credit to yeah like give yeah give people being fashionable. Who, being fashionable because it's it's it, there's nothing hard about being fashionable okay now this might be controversial all you gotta do is spend money oh, so wow so you just uh attack the whole fashion bloggers <laughs> for fashion influencers okay well, th- but do you know I what i mean i could just like like literally if no, i if i, I put value so. if i put value in flexing like like f- value in flexing and showing off i could just go to the hyundai department store and then all the money that i invest into our businesses into our alternative investments everything i'll i'll liquidate all of that and then i'll start buying the best clothes and then you no, know what I, everyone is going to say to me what? oh my gosh when did you get so fashionable <laughs> or when it's did you become a bachengi and but but <laughs> that required no hard work all that did yeah. all it did was the the use of cash yeah that's okay, why it's not something you. to be like being fashionable is not hard okay it's okay. not a hard skill okay let me let me tell yeah. so that that's one way of being fashionable okay. just like thinking thinking your money right splashing your money that's yeah. just one way the another way of being fashionable is that 
you're fashionable because you, even with the limited amount of clothes, limited budget that you have, you are, you have that talent to combine different pieces together and and like in a way that normal people wouldn't really think. And then you put it together and you make the whole balance and you make it look good. You look That's good that. to poor people. You look good to college students. But you go to the Met Gala and you came up with some like a hundred dollar <laughs> budget from Ross, and then you compare to me who just spent a hundred thousand dollars on an outfit. You think so, like obviously people are gonna say, "Wow, that person's more fashionable," right? No, but then why do you think people give credits to like people like those celebrities when they when they come up with? Um, Come on, somewhere when there are paparazzi shots of them, and then they're like, and then they're wearing this coat. But everybody thought that would think that this is like a very expensive coat, but it turns out it's um, maybe from Uniqlo or maybe from somewhere that's like more affordable brand. And then they're like, oh, she's so fashionable. Still, even with that limp, with that low cost clothes, she can make it look like so expensive and look so good. So. Yeah, so now I think we're like mixing stuff, and I understand there's value in curation. Someone who doesn't have money and who's able to put together a, yeah. a fancy look is more talented than the person who has a big wallet. I hundred percent agree. But the term fashionable is the whole reason I said this to you is I can turn fashionable in a week <laughs> if I just spend money. Yeah, right? I, but, I but see the some reason, truth to your yeah, statement. But the reason yeah. I don't do that is because I don't, my value in what I value it is, is not in flexing to other people yeah. through, through my appearance. Yeah, yeah. But if it was, I would be very fashionable because I would just keep spending gonna money. It's going to be easy. It's yeah. easy to be fashionable. Look, look, I bought that. Um, That's actually true. I bought that top from New Balance and it was like $250. Or around two hundred, yeah. yeah. And I was like, man, I don't know. That's really expensive to me. Yeah, it I, like is. I have not put a purchase like that. Yeah, it was a big purchase for us. <laughs> I, yeah, I just don't. You're gonna keep it for life. <laughs> I'm not gonna take off the tag. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, and it's a very simple thing, right? But I, I, I just decided to buy it. And what did you say? You're like, wow, you look very fashionable today. And was it because it's because I just bought something expensive? <laughs> Oh, but it's expensive and therefore it looks good and it looks very legit and it looks a quality piece. It looks good because also and, and also why I want to buy more clothes now is because I'm getting skinnier and the clothes that I buy looks better on me. <laughs> That's the second point is all you have to be is skinny and all the clothes look right and it looks good. You don't have to be skinny. Like have you seen a- have you seen some of those like really fat celebrities that are like in their they're way too old to be like trying to dress like a celebrity, wear fashionable clothes? It just doesn't look good. I I'm just being honest. Like, don't you see like those bloggers who have just been blogging, but they just don't look good in photos? Put on like a like two thousand dollar like pants, be like meh. But you put it on some anorexic girl. <laughs> Wow, she looks really vogue, right? <laughs> yeah, but that's anyway. also our perception. Yeah. Anyway, this is not an important point, but it, I, I, yeah, it, yeah. Okay, next, give me one month. It's, I'm gonna call myself Fashion Month, and I'm gonna just be really fashionable for that month by buying clothes, just tons of it, and no, really expensive I, ones. I see some truth to your statement, but I also feel like there's another side of being fashionable. That's why they always do like when I watch the. They always do like my vintage alls or clothes all 
Hall, H A U L. How do you say that? But but you know what though? You, you, actually, one of my friends oh. is a fashion designer, mm-hmm. right? The one you know, and he used to design for fashion houses in Italy. I when I see him, I see he's fashionable, but I don't know what he's wearing. Oh. But the reason I say he's fashionable, oh. an alternative definition is he looks different. Yeah, if you just His wear clothes are different. If you just wear strange things. Oh, but, strange. <laughs> but you can be comfortable in it. You're fashionable. Uh, yeah, there's some truth. I think so. Right? Like, you're not wearing what other people... Sometimes, yeah, they're wearing something that's so, like, like unusual. That, that time in the country, he was wearing something like a robe. He looked like a, like a Roman senator. <laughs> right? Am I right? And he had, like... But when I looked at him... Because I was, like, we know that he's in fashion and industry and he's, like, designer and he's doing well. Kind of puts a... Filter on our okay, eye, yeah, and that then could we, be true. That we could be think, true. oh, that's yeah. fashionable. Yeah. Oh, maybe that's fashionable. Oh, but I was impressed because <laughs> I, I I had one tie that you bought me from London, oh. and then he was like, "Oh, is that that brand?" And I was like, "I I didn't know either." I flipped it around myself. I was like, "Oh, it is." Oh I was God. like, "How'd you know?" He's like, "I don't know. Menswear is my thing. I know." And I was like, "Damn." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, Damn. Yeah, that was. Yeah. So I'm excited for um. Uh, the metaverse because now the like the nfts that you buy that are like fashion related i think in the future not not too long future from now you can turn on your phone with like an ar filter and then you can when you're about to take a picture of me you'll see my uh, nft clothes pop up on me the one yeah. i spent a hundred thousand dollars on and you're gonna be like oh my god he's so and your gucci fas- shoes he's so fashionable oh my god it's one of a kind. It's an NFT. <laughs> oh my god! How does it get that? Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, you know what? That's this is a good segue to talk about NFTs. Actually, for some of our this listen- is even about the NFT. Yeah, maybe we should people talk about. Maybe a lot of people don't even have interest in NFT or hasn't really yeah. learned about NFT. Um. So, basically, with cryptocurrency. <laughs> my mind is trying to like what no. layer like oh, no, what no, no. what degree I'm should i start say, with like who am i talking I, am i talking to a little say, kid or the- nft is a non-fungible token nft is basically you can identify a unique piece of something digital so in the real real world if i give you 20 dollars it doesn't matter what kind of $20 paper I give you. $20, yeah, $20 is bills, the same. Yeah, all $20 bills, it's you don't care. Same. Like if you get a wrinkled $20 bill versus a newly minted one, it's all the same. Yeah. It represents $20 of value. So it's it's fungible. It's yeah. a fungible token. Whereas if I, if I have one of a kind piece of, let's say, a drawing yeah. that only exists one only one of them exists in the world and i own it so it uh, this piece is non-fungible because it's n- it's not replaceable by any other piece it's yeah. one and the only one unique yeah. that's why it's non-fungible and in the crypto world it's usually um called to be a token any kind of digital files digital items are called tokens and then they say it's a non-fungible token because it's unique and it's one and the only mm. When I got first exposed to NFTs, I was very, uh, I didn't understand it. Why would I pay, or why are people paying like 5000 or $8,000 for uh, an image of, just, just some random image of an of a, of a ape or of a, of a cat? 
some awesome JPEG. Yeah, a JPEG image. Like, why would I pay that much when the utility I could also use it? Like, I could just copy and paste it and use it myself. Lately, we started to explore NFTs, and we bought a few, and we also partook in the minting process of it. And what I realized was that NFTs is is bringing back the sense of ownership,、mm. owning something. And then you and that that was a light bulb moment for me. With your, it was. Did it take you back to your childhood moments of collecting Pokemon cards? Oh, Pokemon cards! <laughs> yeah. You compared that to that experience. I thought that was hilarious. You said you had a lot of fun collecting Pokemon cards. Yeah, my mom. When you were young. Yeah, my mom would drop me off at the library. I we had an episode about being a latchkey kid, and、yeah. so when I was in, I want to say elementary school. I would round up all the kids, and actually, when I was collecting those Pokemon cards, one time I was at the mall and I bought like a booster pack, and there was a Charizard holographic in there, and that was like the rarest thing. <laughs> like that's like, like you know, when we're doing、Everybody、like the NFTs, there's like those legendary ones that cost like fifty thousand dollars. Yeah, I opened one of those, and it was there, and I was like so happy. I thought I'd won the lottery. <laughs> And then this grown-up man, I still remember him. He's like, "Hey, kid, you found a Charizard. Let me buy that off of you for two hundred dollars in cash now."、Ooh. And I think the booster pack was like ten dollars or twelve dollars, which was ten x my money. And I told him, "No, sir, this is a Charizard." <laughs> <laughs> and my dad was、oh, like, "So cute, yeah," because to me. That's that, everything. It meant everything. It's your whole world. Why? Because the bragging rights. I could come to school and I could tell all the kids, "I'm a Charizard owner." <laughs> like, like I would be visibly shaking. Like, I found it. I found him. This is mine. But that that excitement of owning something rare, yeah, and you being the owner of it, yeah, and like you were saying, NFTs are non fungible tokens, so there's not more than one. Uh, uh, you can't exchange it、That's、for different tokens.、One. That's the only one, and you own it. And there's this sense of joy in that. Like everything in life comes down to—I don't want to use the word flexing, but showing and signaling to other people、mm. that you're of value. This、yeah. is like the most intrinsic value in human behavior. Yeah. Why do you buy? Why do? Why do? Why do we buy? Why do people buy a Porsche? Why do people buy a Tesla? Why do people buy upgrade their apartment? Yeah. Why do people? Try to tell everyone that they're eating vegetables for the rest of their lives. Why, why do they do people, say? Why call themselves vegan?、You're, why do people buy expensive clothes? Exactly, you're signaling to the people around you and society that you know certain values that you believe in,、yeah. disciplines that you want to follow. Flexing. In the old days, we say keeping up with the Joneses, or you just want to flex. It's 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 one of the most like. Innate things you want to show that you're better than someone, right? And so, I partook in the NFT process、um, of one kind of token. I'm not gonna shill my own coins or anything, so I'm not gonna say which one it was. But it was so much fun. It brought me back to that Pokemon moment. So for this one collection, I looked at it and I was so amazed by the quality of it. And、yeah. uh, I was like, Katie, I'm gonna like 3D and. It was amazing quality, and so I told Katie, "I'm gonna try minting, which basically is, you're gonna be one of the, the first, first owner." Yeah, and they sell it very cheap to the first owners, but you have to get like qualified 
to mm. buy that. I didn't make it to the qualification list, but then they have a a sale to the general public, and and they do it at a certain time, and and I got the time, but it was three a.m. Korea time. <laughs> I hate it. They always do it at three a.m. Korean time. We, we we Asian people can't go to bed. Because <laughs> the yeah the the people who are releasing it is is based in, like in, the, in, US in the U.S. Time. or in Western countries, and so. Oh my gosh, guys, so much drama. Should I just explain? Yeah, that's fun. Okay, so originally they were doing a Dutch auction and I didn't know what a Dutch auction. See, if you learn these areas, you get to learn so much like new stuff. But Dutch auction is a, a style of auction where they start the price high and then every set interval, like every 30 minutes, the price comes down. So initially, let's say I'm trying to sell off 100 teddy bears. I'll sell off high um, I'll start, it'll start off at $100 and every mm. 30 minutes it'll drop down to $95, 90, 95, 80. And through this like Dutch auction method, you're trying to see where the mass population wants to buy. What's that critical price? Mm. So if you buy early, mm -hmm. you know for sure you bought one, but yeah. you're buying high. Yeah. If you wait, you can get at a cheaper price, but you risk not being able to get one because yeah. at certain price, Everyone will buy it. Yeah, you'll get locked else out. Will snipe it. Right, that specific NFT was going through a Dutch auction process, but it stopped midway due some due to some technical error. Apparently, they got like uh, their servers got attacked and and the the bids weren't going through, so they paused it, and they they were going to recontinue at three a.m. <laughs> and so I was like, oh my god, Katie, <laughs> what should I do? Should Katie, I should go I to I bed do? and wake up like at two fifty a.m. or should I not go to bed? <laughs> yeah, and I was telling Katie, even in college, no matter how important the exam was, I never pulled an all-nighter. <laughs> Sleep was more important. That's the same for me. I never did the all-nighter, so it was such a big challenge for us. Yeah, and that such I, a big decision. I was like, you know what, Katie, I gotta get my sleep. So, I like right around eleven, I closed the door, <laughs> I went to bed. <laughs> I tried to like fake sleep, and you thought I was sleeping. I even threw I in did. some snores, right? I was trying to <laughs> I like. I don't know why you did that. I don't know. I was just trying to confuse my psyche. I was trying to see if I could. Uh, long story short, it didn't it didn't work. So I just stayed up. Um, but then they were they were going into Twitter Spaces to explain what happened to that collection and why they ran into that technical error. Luckily, I got in at two. And they explained they're going to change the Dutch Dutch auction to a fixed price auction. Wow. And and I'm so happy I stayed up or else <laughs> I wouldn't have known that they're going to change yeah. the, uh, the auction style in the middle of the auction. And then when they released it at 3 a.m., which I stayed up for, it sold out in 30 minutes. <laughs> but your boy got one. <laughs> oh, my gosh. And the reason I'm telling you all this this brought me back to that Charizard moment, that <laughs> Pokemon, Pokemon moment. That it brought me back to like like elementary moment, and I, and I was like, Katie, I got it, I got it. But it like it was so expensive and it's it was ridiculous amount of money for some stupid JPEG image, right? But yeah, considering it's JPEG and considering that everybody can see it, yeah, yeah, in the old world. But this, but now I understand why because it's 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 um. Yeah, you get the sense of ownership out of it. I own this. I can use it. And uh, I think that's the feeling that everyone really loves about these NFTs. Yeah. You get to resell it. Remember, I used to hustle. Oh, my God. I hustled so many kids. Like, I'm a trader at heart, I think. Because there used to be a lot of other latch hole kids. Yeah. <laughs> or latch key. Latch hole kids. Oh, it sounds so bad. 
uh, latchkey kids and um yeah i'd be like hey you know that holographic you have you know that that's going down in price like nobody wants that and i'd be like i'd grab all of these like common cards and i'd be like hey listen i'm gonna do you a favor i'm gonna give you 12 of these for that one and then like, come on i'm gonna throw in this chocolate bar too and he'll say no but then every day i saw him at the library i'll corner him and i'll be like come on i'm gonna throw in another one and you know those ambivalent kids and then i got them and i got their cards and so like there's open sea where you can like retrade the ones that you have right yeah and so it's bringing that sort of uh that joy i um, think you're you're gonna be great at it <laughs> no but the thing with nfts though is just it at that time i was my pool was small <laughs> i was like hustling uh um three kids but this one we had the whole world and so the pie this the price is too big we're talking yeah. like tens of thousands of dollars for yeah, yeah. so it's it's too big hundreds uh -huh. of thousands for these rares and so uh -huh. you, it's really hard to trade up yeah but i remember that night like i think you came to bed around 4 a.m or something and i was like oh, like all asleep but then I I remembered you coming into bed. So I was like, "What happened? Did you make it? Did you get it?" And then, and then you were like, "Yeah." And then you explained me the whole story. So I remember listening, and then I went back to bed. And then the next morning, <laughs> and then I was like, "Oh, so you got it? Congratulations!" And then you were like, "No, I didn't get it." <laughs> yeah, I was messing with you. And I got so confused because I was like, "I swear." Two, three hours ago, you came to bed and you told me that you got it and it was good. But then now you're telling me, I'm like, am I hallucinating? I was yeah. so confused. Yeah, and I was like, no, I'm messing with you. Because I, I accidentally woke you up when you were sleeping. And oh. I told you, you instinctively asked me. You're like, I did. So Daniel, did you get it? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, well, um, yeah, it was a fun day anyway guys i mean this nft space is is um i also like it because you can through the smart contract you can kind of configure a token to give royalties to the original uh creator so every sale every resell of a of an nft token so if i decide to sell that token or the nft token that i have to katie then the original creator will get 10 percent off of every transaction five oh, percent oh, oh yeah sorry well, i guess too it high. depends yeah, but the three, ones that i saw were five percent yeah and so i feel like uh artists this is their time to make money i think so but then it's also like a sub-segment it's like digital artists yeah yeah i mean you need to make digital stuff yeah and it's exciting i love it yeah we're learning so much and i don't know i don't know if this interest this topic interests our listeners but if it does we we're just happy to keep sharing more stuff as we learn they, you know there's a saying that like what smart people do on the weekends is what the mainstream does in five years um and i'm not trying to say that to say that we're smart but i'm just saying that it's very interesting to see in your circle like what your friends are doing in their spare time on the weekends mm -hmm. and explore some of those niche areas because they can really bring opportunities. Right. So I think for a lot of people, cryptocurrencies, NFT tokens, DeFi, and all these themes that have come up through... Metaverse. 
yeah, I think this is just going to be a growing market. So maybe uh, one more topic. We can talk about the, your your brother's experience in trying to break into the tech fields a little bit related. And, oh, yeah. So my brother is kind of, um, uh, he's also trying to make a shift from, shift from non-tech <laughs> non-tech background to the tech space so he's been learning to code he took some like online programming course and i've been like guiding him and helping him to like basically on board and 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 um, right now now he's trying to get his first job as a programmer but it's been extremely difficult it's for some reason like the market like the job market in Korea is extremely competitive, especially for like a new hire. And like the level, like I've, I've, he's told me about like his experience of interviews with some companies. The level of questions, the expectations they have on the new hires is so high. It made, made me think like even I wouldn't be able to answer those questions. They're yeah. so like deep level, like hardcore questions. And yeah, know, like your like your brother frustrates me a lot. Like your brother got into the like it was the last round of interviews, but they were asking him like like uh, computer science questions as if he was gonna like leave. how computers work deep down. Like you need to basically like, like break down a computer to know that. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it's not like he's gonna lead. But he like, was work. He was applying for like a web developer position. And I know he's he's applying for a basic level entry level job, but then they're asking questions as if he's gonna become the CTO of the company, and it's like, yeah. it's ridiculous. So it is, and I and I also realize how much more difficult it has got over the years. I remember like five six years ago when I was applying for my first job as a programmer. I mean, it was difficult, but I felt like the expectation wasn't that high. But now, like in Korea, there's a, actually following in the footsteps of like stuff that's going on in the San Francisco. There's a lot of boot boot camps in Korea too now, like coding boot camps, coding boot camps helping non-tech people convert to tech roles, and. There's a flood of these programs and a lot of like young kids joining these programs. So the pool has got so much bigger. I feel like it's that's red, why Red Ocean. Yeah, Competition but, makes everything. Yeah, but I yeah, also because Korea is so small and there's just 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 a limited number of companies to apply for. Like, yeah, apart from let's say the big ones, Naver, Kakao, Kupang, Tos, yeah. apart from that, like there's startups but like the activity in the startups not not as vibrant, I guess, as the How ones. How many coding tests do you think your brother has done? Like oh, so over, many. Like the past ten? three p- past three months, every weekend he's been doing just coding like programming like tests. Like first round coding tests. Yeah. And, and these coding tests are not short. Some of them are like four hours, six hours. And so it takes up his entire Saturday and then yeah. yeah, I mean, the one thing that I really praise him for is he's got so much better at those algorithmic algorithm tests. I think yeah. it's better than me on those tests. Yeah, but they should compensate him for his time. Yeah, like if you're gonna take six hours to take a test, they should pay you. I hope he can I just, find a I, job. I just, soon. I just hope that he understands that like working at a tech company is not gonna really 
develop your programming skills. It's what you do after work and like we say on the weekends that it's really going to develop. I mean, you go to a job, you go to a company just to have a salary so you can live your life, right? Yeah. And just because these gatekeepers of these jobs want to flex that the incoming person doesn't know everything that they know, um, he shouldn't get discouraged from pursuing this lifelong job of being a software engineer. That's yeah. my fear is that uh, you, if you're learning to do something in an ultra-competitive pool of people, you can really distract away from the art of the thing you're learning from. You know, like nobody cared. Like, yeah. Anyway, I'll stop at that. But nobody yeah, cares. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, I know that it really doesn't matter. But I think for him, for someone who has no real experience of like working for a tech company, I think it's good that he actually starts from somewhere. Yeah. Oh yeah, I I I I I completely agree. Like things that you can learn from organization when you're first yeah. starting, it's very valuable, and you learn how to do yeah both soft and hard skills. You learn quite a lot, but then since it's so extremely hard to get your first break, I hope that duration doesn't last for too long because I've been in the position of not being able to break in. And it just does a detriment towards your confidence and your overall just quality. Because you feel miserable. Like you feel like, yeah, your self esteem goes like through the shitter because nobody wants you and you feel worthless. But yeah, I it's, really it's hilarious because, because trying to work for this company, and once you get into the company, you realize you ain't doing shit anyway. Yeah, that's so true. <laughs> it's like you're applying to be a janitor yet they're asking you if you can fix the the rockets on tesla yeah I'm like bitch i'm just trying to be the janitor <laughs> you know what i mean like yeah but not a janitor yeah i know i'm know. sorry i'm just wrong analogy but yeah if you join any of these companies in korea these established ones it's not like you're gonna be doing anything exciting you can just be doing maintenance code on these servers i mean that's what i do i do maintenance my job day to job is um mainly maintenance stuff yeah but I'm they interview you as if you're gonna make the next uh, I, big thing yeah 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 like the next facebook or something yeah, that's the irony in that yeah anyway uh, yeah just a little bit of frustration there and um but actually, having seen him go through this whole journey also kind of made me reminded me of my whole journey of trying to like break into this tech industry like five six years ago. And yeah, I I I feel I've also felt more. I also like made me look back on my like days, and I feel quite grateful that I'm able to work in this industry actually. But you were able to break in because you already had like so many brand names on your resume. You're signaling like your brother didn't come out of a like a world renowned university like you did. When you're trying to break in, you're signaling through your resume, right? Yeah. And and giving through the benefit of doubt. So like there's also another point to this, which is that like if you work hard in your life, all of that shows to some degree on your resume. And so when you're switching things, that carries too. You also work for the biggest bank in Korea. So yeah. why does this person want to become a programming? Oh, she's so achieved in this. Oh, yeah. let's actually interview her because I'm curious. That's right? exactly what happened for my first interview. I think that uh, the interviewer just wanted to see 
who I am because I just look so. It's such a so weird track. Weird in yeah. the resume. Yeah. And, and during that time, at least, it wasn't very common to see like non-tech person converting to tech. Yeah, because you were early. Yeah, uh, you were early before like everyone. So I think he was just curious to like see me. Yeah, and that's so the impression I got during the interview. If yeah. you didn't have that university name and you didn't go to work for a big company in Korea before, and you were just let's say you were working at a service job, and then you decided to become a programmer. Yeah. You'd be facing the same struggle. No one would care to interview. You wouldn't even make it past the first criteria. That's yeah, why it's that's it's super challenging. Yeah, but there's ways there's ways to break through, and I think also then your brother has to also realize this too: is that you and him, on paper, you guys are starting like your guys's kind of value on paper from on from that starting point is complete is different. Yeah. And so he has to lower his expectations too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I disagree. And that's why I also tell him to like work on projects. Like rather than like now, like now it's December. So the hiring season is kind of closing down. So I've been telling him to exactly. like um, yeah. just take a break from like applying to these companies yeah. and just like focus on maybe doing some projects. Yeah, we'll make a project. Yeah. Blow <laughs> it up. Yeah. And then let the project do the speaking. That's the best um, way out for him. I agree. Neighbors, we went all over the place. Oh my God, yeah, we covered so many random topics. There's no connection between them. <laughs> That's how <laughs> we do it's it. It's been fun, yeah. That's the future neighbor treatment. <laughs> yes, and I hope you guys um, keep listening to our podcast in the following year too. And yes. Yeah. Again, oh, and thanks. one thing about our Discord. So we are going to launch it, but... I'm actually still learning about Discord and how to run one properly by participating in other Discords. Um, and I'm happy I didn't launch it right away because there are so many scams that happen through like direct messaging and um, there's a lot of bots and like I want when I when we launch ours, I wanted to keep I want to shield it as much as possible and also structure it so it's engaging. So WIP work in progress and we'll let you know when that uh, neighborhood is open because I would mm. love to engage with you guys in a more communal way with other voices in there as well. Yeah, so we want to put some more thoughts into it. Mm. Um, yeah. And one final disclaimer, especially on topics that are sensitive to you or on religion or whatever, do not take our words as um, as an influencer. Do not take our uh, religion or our, our opinions as truths. Don't take our opinions as anything serious. Just when you listen to Future Neighbor Podcast, just listen as if you're just eavesdropping in on a neighbor's discussion. Yeah. That's the best way to think about it. Mm -hmm. Because I'm my opinion to you should not mean anything. You don't know me. You don't know Katie either. So it's just, oh, there's a person in Korea who puts out podcasts who thinks this way. I think he's completely wrong about this. So misinformed. But kind of funny. I like it. Or you could be like, yeah, Oh my God, the things that they talk about, that's exactly how I feel. I'm so happy that there's someone else who also thinks that way. Mm. And just keep it at that level. We're just a neighbor. And uh, you just happen to pass by us. and Yeah, you're just listening. Listen by us. Yeah, yeah. Don't, don't, don't take it to heart. <laughs> <laughs> Much love, guys. Thank take you that. for listening. Bye. Bye.